1: The numbers told the story. They always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
3: Good Monday morning. Soon is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV, and of course, the DraftKings Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midland, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. How you doing? Good, man. What a Sunday. What a Sunday. What a Sunday. Indeed. And Dean, I say Whew. that by, with like a little like question mark what a Sunday I mean that was <laughs> that was bizarro we'll get in all of it championship Sunday Ravens Chiefs Niners and uh, the Lions heading into Super Bowl 58 now less than two weeks away only two weeks to talk about this game Kelly we're excited about that Mike Somich will join us as well later on the show uh, Matt Brown's co-host on the handle here weekends equal time it's what we do equal political time for the both of them on the show um we 'll talk we'll go through both of these games right off the top and then we'll get into some of uh, what we think about uh, <laughs> the nuanced parts of these uh, that's how this works on Mondays let us begin with the Chiefs and the Ravens how was your weekend by the way was it good betting
2: wise was it okay squeezed out a few bucks. There you uh, go. Props and live betting, though that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, it's been it's been a it's been a wonky playoffs. Like it's the made a little money this past weekend in the wild card weekend. Yeah. Divisional round was a disaster. So it's like you're just you giving money to the book, taking money from the book. You know that whole cycle back and forth. Casey at Baltimore AFC Championship yesterday. Uh, Joe Tooney, uh, the guard,
3: and Willie Gay, the uh, Chiefs linebacker, both out with injuries, peck and neck. See what I did there? Romo surprised by Casey deferring right off the top. He hasn't gotten a memo on this. Baltimore starts out three and out. 66-yard punt by Jordan Stout. Casey pinned back at their own 14. No problem. 10 plays, 86 yards, took 545 off the clock, including a fourth and two conversion at the Baltimore 41. Mahomes to Kelsey for 13. Great catch by Kelsey. Three plays later, Mahomes to Kelsey for 19 in the end zone. Great catch again. 7-0 Kansas City. 741 left of the first quarter. First touchdown that Kyle Hamilton had given up to a, touchdown, uh, to a tight end, pardon me, all season long. That was kelsey's sixth touchdown in championship games the most by anyone ever straight to the hall baltimore this was their high mark. This was their, their, their peak of the game. Six plays, 75 yards, took 243, including a fourth-and-one conversion at their own 34. Remember that, that they went for it at their own 34, fourth-and-one. Lamar for 21. Two plays later, Lamar ducks under a would-be sack from Leo Chenal to Zay Flowers for 30. Touchdown, we are tied at seven apiece. 458 left in the first quarter. That was the greatest moment of the game for Baltimore. It was all downhill from there. Kansas City then unleashes a 16-play, 75-yard drive that took nine minutes and two seconds off the clock, including a Kelsey conversion on third and five at the Baltimore 27 for 10. Another great pass and catch. Five plays later, Pacheco in from two, 14 to seven, Kansas City, 10.56 left in the second quarter. By the way, from this point forward, the Chiefs would only score three more points the rest of the game. It's incredible. 10:56 left in the second quarter. At this point in the game, by the way, time of possession was 14:47 to 4:17. It was insane. The Chiefs had 12 <laughs> first downs. The Ravens had nine plays on offense. Baltimore gets it first and tenth, their own 36. Lamar hit by Charles Amenahu as he throws, fumbles. The old strip sack, Loftus recovers. Kansas City set up at the Baltimore 33, up seven already. Remember, this is where they could have put the game away, but fourth and inches at the Baltimore 13. Pacheco short. That after Kelsey was just shy on third and short or excuse me, on third and uh, got almost to the sticks on third down. Baltimore then takes over down seven. Second and five at their own 18. Lamar to Lamar on the Justin Reed deflection. I guess that was the highlight play of the day for Baltimore. At least they had that much. But they still had to punt. 349 left in the second quarter. Kansas City with a three and out. Uh, Baltimore then set up their own 41. Short field. Three and out. Double dip opportunity for Kansas City. And this was a big theme for Baltimore in this ballgame. Van Noy, unnecessary roughness, headbutt on Kelsey. Then roughing on Travis Jones, clotheslining Mahomes. Only uh, offset... Fortunately for Baltimore, by two Kansas City holds late in that drive, that led to a Butker 52-yard field goal to close the half, 17-7 Kansas City. It felt like every Baltimore penalty in this game was like a 25-yarder. They were just massive penalties, and oh, by the way, none controversial like they were no, all—they no. all got yeah. their money's worth on all of these penalties. Uh, at the half, Mahomes was 20 of 25 for 161. Kelsey was nine of 96, nine four and 96, I should say, in a touchdown on nine targets. The Chiefs were outgaining Baltimore 221 to 110. They had run 43 plays to Baltimore's 22. They had 16 first downs to Baltimore's five, and they had the ball for 20 minutes and 39 seconds to Baltimore's 9:21, and only Kelly led by 10 only, based on all those stats, Lamar had only completed five forward passes for 67 yards. Uh, He had a fumble lost as well. Baltimore, a week here was the big theme of this game. Baltimore, a week after Buffalo, had gone 39 carries for 182 yards against this Chiefs defense. Baltimore, at halftime, had nine carries for 46 yards, but a lot of those were Lamar carries, too. We'll get to those final stats momentarily. Third quarter, KC three and out. Baltimore three and out. Um, Lamar, excuse me, uh, and that, on that three and out, on that third down, Lamar really throws a uh, interception that should have happened. Todd Wishnev's itch to Nick Bolton. He drops it. KC punts, 7.05 left in the third quarter. It's still 17-7. Then with the rain increasing, Baltimore punts after getting to the Kansas City 37, but a hold... And then two plays later, a sack by Justin Reed set them back 2:31 left in the third quarter. Spags Spagnola just kept on blitzing. We talked about this on Friday that Lamar Jackson's big kryptonite is when he gets blitzed. He is a bottom tier NFL quarterback. EPA, when he gets blitzed and Spaggs was all over it. Uh, Casey gets the ball back. Nance says T sizzle when Terrell Suggs comes out. That's always funny. Three and out. Nance O'Pines, maybe it's because of T. Sizzle. 49 seconds left in the third quarter. It's still 17-7. And here's where you kind of knew Kelly once and for all. Lamar to Flowers for 54 to the 10-yard line. But 15 yards for taunting. For taunting on Flowers, who got the trifecta of taunting. He pushed LeGarrius Jer- Need. He, pu- he threw the ball down on him. And he stood over him. Yeah. Which one do you want? It's just incredible. Um, four plays later, first play of the fourth quarter, second and seven of the Kansas City eight. You know where this is going. Lamar to Zay. He, lung- he lunges for the end zone. The ball knocked out by Snead, the guy he was taunting, one yard shy of the goal. Karma recovered by Trent McDuffie in the end zone. Flowers would then slam his hand down on the bench in frustration and cut it, too. So there's that. Oh, is that where he cut his head? Injury to I fig- insult. I figured it was on the play. Nope. On the bench. <laughs> Kansas City would punt again, though. Kansas City's late. Kansas City's not scoring, but a clowny roughing the passer took away some more clock. So 1035 left. It remains 17 to 7. Baltimore pinned at their own one after Tommy Townsend punted it beautifully. Baltimore fourth and three at their own 18, 847 to go. Uh, they, they get it to OBJ for six. Four plays later to Aguilar for 39. Surely this is when Baltimore cuts into the lead. Two plays after that, Lamar into triple coverage, picked in the end zone by D. On Bush with 6.45 to go. Just a horrible pass by any measure. Kansas City, three and out again. Baltimore calls timeout before third down, but not after third down. They let the clock run down to five minutes. That was curious. Baltimore, third and six at midfield. Amazing bobbling catch by Justice Hill for 11 led to a Tucker 43-yard field goal. We do have a one-score game. However, it's with 2.34 left. And then Kansas City... Gets to first and five right after a too many men on the field penalty for Baltimore. Then they correctly, purposely jump offside to to get it back, to reset it to first down. Roquan just plows in the lineman though. That's unnecessary roughness where it's 15 (laughs) yards further. (laughs) Ridiculous. After two one-yard rushes and Baltimore burning their last two timeouts, and it's third and nine. Mahomes to Marquez Marquez Valdez-Scantling for 33. Ball game, and that's at the two-minute warning. Mahomes finishes 30 of 39 for 241. Kelsey 11 for 116 on 11 targets with a touchdown. He passes Jerry Rice for the most postseason catches of all time. Chiefs advance to their fourth Super Bowl in five seasons. Only the third team to do that. 37-30 to 22-30 on the time of possession. They were plus three in turnovers. Remember the big ones, of course, at the Kansas City 1. Zay leaping into the end zone. And, of course, that pass into triple coverage in the end zone. Baltimore... Eight for 95 in penalties. It was such a huge part of this game. But the big thing is this eight designed runs for the Ravens, six to running backs. And again, last week, Buffalo 39 carries for 182 yards against Kansas City. What are we doing? Baltimore, 35-game streak with 100-plus rushing yards, snapped. That's regular season and postseason. And Lamar on third downs, 1 of 6 for 7 yards, sacked twice, uh, completed a season low, 41% of passes versus the Blitz. Again, Steve Spagnuolo deserves all the credit for that game plan. But what were the Ravens doing abandoning the run? It is the most perplexing approach to any game I remember this season. I don't remember another game where you stared at it and you're like,
2: what are they doing? I think the... The part that I could I could maybe forgive them for is if they came out of the locker room at halftime, I was expecting to see a completely different Ravens offense in the second half. With how little they ran in the first half, they're still in the game. You're talking about the running backs, just everything in general. Lamar had like three carries, four carries. There was no designed runs for him. There's no, there no running game established whatsoever. I was expecting them to come out in the second half and be like in heavy personnels like going 11 on 11, running the ball with them. Never even tried it. I'm with you. It was beyond weird is the only word I can come up with. Like, I mean, that whole final quarter, it was like, hey, four guys, go deep. I'm going to run around here for three seconds, see if I can find anything and not. Your identity
3: is the running game. Right. Now, by the way, it's not like in the few times you did go to the running backs, you didn't have success. You did. Mm-hmm. And they still abandoned it. And as we've said in previous weeks, we said this about Josh Allen and the Bills. We said about the Ravens. Oftentimes, the Ravens' best play is just simply, "Okay, Lamar, it's your turn. Go take it. See what you can do. And there was very little of that, too. It was super bizarre. Good on the Chiefs. A team that, when they lost to the Raiders... We just thought, this is is a horrible football team. They're just bad at football. They're in the Super Bowl. Easy peasy. We'll get to the Niners and Lions next. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
4: numbers game
3: VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VSEN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSEN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSEN Pro annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199. Just use promo code ANG. Get access to everything on our brand new VSEN.com website. Check it out. It's got daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo
2: code A-N-G, Kelly. That's promo code A-N-G, as in A-Numbers Game, the the show you're currently listening to. (laughs) You do that, you get your first year of VEASAN
3: Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com. Subscribe. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, Before we move on to the uh, Lions and Niners, and we'll talk, obviously, about the Super Bowl here as well, you and I were talking off-air. and I, I, at one point I said, it was almost as if Lamar on some of these late passes where he was just sitting back there looking for receivers, looking for receivers, that he refused to run. And you agreed with that. You also said, like, it looked like he was tackled easily. Yes. Can also. I pause
2: you right there, yes. though? Because did you ever did you think at all? I thought this a couple of times in the second half. But I also think that, like, Todd Munkin put him in this situation where it felt like there were some times where Lamar was going to prove to the world yeah. he was going to win a football game yeah. by slinging it downfield with his arm. I, I don't know if you felt that same way, but it was late in that game, that was the way I was starting to feel. Where it was, we're not going to try to do anything with Lamar's legs here. Yeah, the, One of the greatest offensive weapons in football, we're not going to utilize here.
3: There's also a couple things, though, that happened. One on that Lamar to Lamar pass and catch. There was a split second you thought he would break it to the house yeah. and he didn't. And then I, I pointed this out when it happened yesterday. That fourth and one early at their own 34 where he got 21 yards. Did you think it was amazing that I think it was Sneed who yeah.
2: just ran him down no problem? So glad you brought this up in the, during the break because we, we were on air doing live bets Sunday, Sunday when that happened. I, w- I was shocked. And then seeing the replay, like how many times have we seen this in his career? Like, I rewound it in front of him. Lamar doesn't get caught. Lamar I, I, gets caught by nobody. It was so, I rewound it because I was so stunned
3: by it. And the only explanation I could give is, I, uh, well, Sneed was full sprint. And Lamar, and Lamar wasn't, maybe wasn't yet. wasn't yes. quite yet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's the only explanation. But it just there were a lot of stuff piled up in there where you're like, what am I watching exactly?
2: Yeah, and it was that we were talking about that during the break, and then it was—it just felt like there was the couple times where he even tried to take off. There was, you know, the, the, yeah. the pass catch to himself. I feel like it, it just felt like light tackles brought down yeah. Lamar. That, I, and I'm not trying to blame him for like that, well, right? Like it's just it a horrible some game. Plan. Football games. Sometimes you break tackles, sometimes yeah. you don't, right? Especially when they're at your feet. And it just felt like every every little shot that a Chiefs defender took at his feet or something brought him down in that game where whereas you see him break those all the time the point is that the Chiefs didn't score 34 points right yeah you know it, it, they had every opportunity
3: the Ravens and they just couldn't even come close to getting in that when the flowers f- taunt and then the flowers fumble was
2: it was brutal it's it, it's one of those I mean we've talked about these two quarterbacks so much it's there was going to be somebody from this weekend, likely, that had to take in a real bad loss into the offseason, and it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, all the questions that we're gonna, we've always had yep. about Lamar and this Ravens offense, they're just going to continue after that.
3: Detroit at San Francisco. We'll get into a more of the. I'll, I'll flesh out all of this. Detroit at San Francisco. Let's get through the game though. Detroit four plays, seventy five yards to start it off. One minute and forty two seconds. Four plays. That's it. Jamison Williams in from forty two, seven to nothing. Lions 13-18 left first quarter then Moody after a a beautiful Purdy to Debo play where Purdy got blasted. They end up with a Jake Moody 48-yard field goal try. No good. 7.54 left in the first quarter. And then Detroit marches it right down the field again. 11 plays, 62 yards in 5.20. Montgomery in from one. 14 to nothing Lions with 2.34 left in the first quarter. Niners getting popped in the face here. Niners do come back, though. Eight plays, 75-yard drive. That took 3.45. Uh, Beautiful play by Purdy to use check on that one. McCaffrey in from two, 14-7 Detroit, 13-49 left in the second quarter. Detroit would have a fourth and six at the San Francisco 46. This was the first Dan Campbell decision. Fourth and six at the San Francisco 46, up 14-7. He decides to punt. In that moment, as a San Francisco guy, San Francisco better, San Francisco exacta guy, every Niners better was thrilled. You give him a truth serum for that punt because you can't stop him. San Francisco gets it back. Third and 10, though. Purdy hit by Pascal on release. Picked by Malcolm Rodriguez. Uh, illegal block on the return by CJGJ. But five plays, 46 yards nonetheless. Gibbs in from 15 on a place where Chase Young lollygagged. 21-7 to Detroit. 5.54 left in the second quarter. What is happening? Are we really getting a Kansas City-Detroit Super Bowl? By the way, now you understand why Washington was really okay letting go of Chase Young. I had this talk with all my San Francisco friends. When they are like, oh, we got Chase Young. I said, don't worry about it. The Bears got the good guy. <laughs> San Francisco three and out. Detroit now up 21-7. Third and 12 of the San Francisco 47 with 155 left in the second quarter. And here's where you're like, my God, the San Francisco defense is terrible. Third and 12, San Francisco with a chance to make a stop and get a potential double dip. Gibbs for 13. Then San Francisco forces a third and 18. Goff to St. Brown for 23. Then on third and seven for nine to St. Brown. Is it anything they wanted, they yeah. took. Fourth and goal at the three, up 21-7. Dan Campbell says, Badgley, 21-yard field goal, 24-7 to Detroit. Were you okay with that at the time? No. I was. Okay. I think you go up three scores. I really do. That's your half. Golf, 13 of 20 for 145. Montgomery, 9 for 60. Uh, 9 for 60, pardon me. Purdy, 7 of 15 for 93. Detroit outgaining San Francisco 280 to 131 in the first half. 6.5 yards per play. Third quarter starts out. You're like, okay, well, the Niners have the ball. They're down 17. They score here, first drive. You got yourself a ball game. Well, they score, but it was a field goal. Moody, 43-yard field goal to cut it to 24-10 Detroit, 11 left in the third quarter. Then Detroit ends up with a fourth and two at the San Francisco 28. Let the questioning continue. Goff incomplete intended for Reynolds. They went for it. Would you have kicked the field goal to go up three scores there?
2: No. I'm good with that call. Here's my thing: If Dan
3: Campbell did it at the end of the first half, I think he should have done it again here. You go up three scores with 6:58 left in the third quarter. As a San Francisco, better, I was thrilled that he went. So, forward.
2: from that line of thinking, yeah, yeah, I think yes. If you if if I had thought about that in the first half, then yes, I would have carried over yeah. with that same same decision there. My point about these fourth downs, though, is reasonable minds
3: can disagree. There's one yeah. more, of course. San Francisco to Debo for 17, to Ayuk for 51. That bounced off Kendallville door deep. Instead of a pick, it's a deep catch for 51. Three plays later to Ayuk on third and goal from the seven. Touchdown 24 17. Detroit. All of a sudden, you got a one score game. 5 17 left. Third quarter, five plays, 72 yards drive that only took 141. Detroit first and 10, their own 25. Next play from scrimmage. Gibbs stripped by Deshaun Gibson. Recovered by Eric Armstead. San Francisco set up at the Detroit 24. Four plays, 24 yards. McCaffrey in from two. We are tied with 302 left in the third quarter. If your thought at halftime was, can the Niners catch up by the end? of this game how about in 12 minutes incredible it's incredible how about in 12 minutes 11:58 to be exact detroit then with a three and out when reynolds flat drops a would-be first down oh rough rough second half for him that's followed by jack fox's 74 yard punt but chase lucas steps on the goal line a 19 yard mistake San Francisco, amazing 10-yard pass and catch from Purdy to check He ducks a would-be sack, Purdy does, to start it off. San Francisco gets into the Detroit 13, but Purdy takes back-to-back sacks. The first was badly his fault. The second, a helmet-to-helmet uncalled on Detroit. That should have been 15. Yep. They have to settle for a moody 33-yard field. It's 27-24 San Francisco with 9.52 to go. And I'm thinking to myself, that not-called helmet-to-helmet could end up being the sto- could end up being this big moment of this game. Detroit... Immediately matriculates. Goff to Williams for 22 to start it off. Could have been picked by Ambry Thomas, by the way. Then Montgomery for 16. Four plays later, they end up in another fourth down. Fourth and three at the San Francisco 30. This time they're down three with 7.38 to go. They eschew, love it, the 48 yard field goal. Goff under pressure, incomplete, intended for St. Brown. That's when Kelly texted me, <laughs> Dan Campbell, you beautiful <laughs> bastard. Although he didn't use the word bastard. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm San Francisco <laughs> still up three, third and four uh, in the D- Detroit Territory. Olsen, Greg Olsen, who's great. Just he's had this, awesome. He's awesome. He just had this one gaffe. He goes, seems like one of the most critical downs of the game. <laughs> Purdy for 21. How gutsy was Brock Purdy. All yes. you Brock Purdy haters can eat it. <laughs> Yeah, I know the long pass was lucky. But, man, was he good in he this game. Awesome.
2: He was awesome. He over, down
3: the stretch here. He was it's awesome. amazing. There was this great tweet that Felika showed me that was sent to him. Like, the Niners' defense is trash. They have a trash kicker, and everybody's trying to blame Purdy. Give me a break. <laughs> um, Purdy for 21, then McCaffrey for 25. Lands on his head and neck. Elijah Mitchell in from 3. 34-24. The Niners with 3.02 left. They're covering, for God's sakes. Detroit does matriculate. And then the part where you cannot have a reasonable disagreement. Third and goal at the one with all three timeouts. The most important thing in the world at this moment is to preserve your timeouts. And Dan Campbell and the Lions do the one thing you can't. You cannot do the risk-reward of running the football there. They do. And David Montgomery gets popped for a two-yard loss. They have to use a timeout. It's almost immaterial, not to the spread, but to the game, what happened on fourth down. Lions do get the touchdown, 34-31, but the onside kick fails, because, ladies and gentlemen, they always do. Niners escape again. We'll talk about this. Dan Campbell. We'll talk about Super Bowl 58. We'll talk about Super Bowl MVP odds. Some bets have already been made. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. A numbers game on vsin, the sports betting network. Hey, if you haven't already, check out the new vsin.com. It is good looking, sleek. Uh, Super Bowl talk every which way. Steve Mackinan with his Super Bowl betting trends and systems. Uh, Brian Ortega on the 96th Academy Award betting odds. How about that? A little Ortega action at vsin.com. Watch out. And then Bill 80 talking about our uh, Super Bowl 58 betting guide, which uh, you should understand. Is very easy to get. Users will need to register, download the ten-page guide. All you have to do is be a uh, Veasan guy, Veasan uh, registered subscriber here. slash guide for that. Veasan Pro Big Game Betting Guide only for Veasan Pro subscribers. That'll be out February 6. All that information. The point is at Veasan.com as well, where you can get chock full of all kinds of information. Let me just go back to the end of this. Uh end of this Lions-Niners game here before we talk Super Bowl 58. Purdy ends up 20 of 31 for 267. Five carries for 48 yards. Gutsy gutsy plays by Brock Purdy in big moments. Second week in a row, he has been outstanding in the most critical times of playoff games. McCaffrey, 20 of 90 for two touchdowns, 24, 24, 90, I should say, for two touchdowns on the ground, four catches, for 42. Goff, 25 of 41 for 273 in defeat. Detroit scored on four of their five possessions in the first half of that game yesterday, only one of five in the second half. The Niners score on their first five possessions of the second half, the first team to win their conference championship after trailing by 17 at the half, their eighth conference championship and eighth Super Bowl appearance since 1970. The eight appearances uh, matches the Cowboys and the uh, Cowboys and who am I thinking about also had eight that uh, is behind the Patriots. Patriots have the most 11 appearances, Niners, Cowboys, and um, who else has eight? My goodness, it's escaping me right now.
2: I'm trying to look that up. No.
3: What, am I, what am I thinking about? Steelers? Steelers have eight? No, Steelers never lost, do they? In a Super Bowl? Um, so that's the so the Niners going to their eighth since 1970, which is just amazing. Um, they're trying to win their sixth, which would match both the Steelers and the Patriots for the most wins, at least from a historical perspective. That franchise. Broncos have eight? Did you mention? Them? No, Broncos have eight. There's yep. no way the Broncos have eight. No, the <laughs> no. We'll get- Broncos have eight. Broncos have eight appearances at the Super Bowl? Is that right? Yeah. I don't believe that's true. We'll see.
2: Maybe you're right. Okay. 77, 86, 87, 89, 97, 98, 2013,
3: Eight. Broncos have eight. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, in terms of wins, again, Patriots have the most appearances at 11. Patriots and Steelers have the most wins at six. Niners trying to get to their sixth win in eight tries. Uh, they won four with Montana, one with Young, and lost both with Kaepernick Um and of course, uh, with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, let me just say this about Dan Campbell again. I'm not
2: sure I would have guessed that about the Broncos either. <laughs> I would have said like
3: five, maybe. Um, Dan Campbell. I mean, I'm just going to say this again because we thought about like who, what, what coach ultimately will make decisions that will end up costing the game. And, and I'm going to say this again for the you know you're going to get a lot of knee jerk reaction on all kinds of sports media today about whether he should have gone for it on fourth down, whether he should have kicked field goals. My biggest problem with those are the inconsistency of it. Going for three at the end of the half, not going for three when you could have gone up 17 again. Um, The biggest thing, though, I will say again, is reasonable minds can disagree on those. Analytics say there wasn't much of a difference in terms of win probability going forward and not going forward. It's that third down at the end of the game, third and goal. and I had this back and forth with Wishnev about it for like five minutes, where I'm just sort of trying to say it's like, at that point in the game, when you're down 10 points, the only thing that matters is the preservation of all three timeouts. And the fact that the Lions, that the Lions didn't realize in the moment that they could not afford a, a, a run there. Because failing on the run, you are forced to call the timeout. And when you only have two timeouts left, it's a death sentence at that point, no matter what you do on fourth down. Because, well, I'll give you the stats. Last year, these are with the new onside kick rules established several years ago. And remember, those new onside kick rules that were established were twofold. One, you had to have five guys on each side of the kicker. That was the first thing. You couldn't stack one side. Maybe even bigger than that, and the real stated reason by the NFL is they didn't want collisions. You couldn't have a running start. And that's why the percentage rate of conversion on onside kicks, the onside kick conversion rate, has dropped. Last year, in the NFL, the, uh, the final stats on onside kicks were 3 out of 56 were successful. So, that's just over 5%. 3 out of 56. This year, I don't have the final stats, but through late December, it was 1 for 31. So you just don't you just don't recover them, yeah. and that's that's the thing. And so they did go for it with a run, which I couldn't believe in real time. Montgomery got stuff for the two yard loss, and that's Katie barred the door for all intents and purposes at that point. At that point, you need a miracle. Regardless, by the way, we also got to debate what do you do then on fourth down. I don't care what you do. Right? Like, yeah, I'd yeah. almost have kicked the field goal there, and maybe even earlier, just to preserve it. It's. They botched that badly. That was huge, but yeah, it was. Sorry, go ahead. no, I'm just saying. But the future of the Detroit Lions is great, right? You still love. You still love your coach. That's still their identity. People are into that, uh, despite Kelly's text of Dan Campbell. You beautiful bastard. Um, you got your quarterback still. I think people people have no bad feelings about Jared Goff after all this, and you're certainly stacked with skill position players who could be
2: elite all right. around. Yeah, yeah, there are there are the majority of teams in the NFL yeah. are extremely jealous over your over the players that you yeah. have in the position players. But as Dan Campbell said, you don't know that you'll ever get back here again either. Yep. Right. You don't. Um, Worst loss, loss. Ravens or Lions. Ravens. I don't even think that close. I think so, too. I mean, this was, I saw someone tweet this, and sorry, I don't remember who it was, but it was the, if you had told the Lions fans they lost by three three points before that game took place, they wouldn't have been upset. It's just the way it played out in the second half. If you, I mean, if you told a Ravens fan you were going to lose to the Chiefs and your team... I mean they they got decimated. I, and I, that's that's I, the only way I could put it. I mean I totally agree with you that it's the Ravens. I mean, what do you want what what do you want to say? Their defense their defense stepped up a bit in the second half and slow, sure, they slowed down the Chiefs. That's th- like the biggest thing you can take away though. I just think with the Lions and I know some people are
3: going to say it was the fourth down calls. It was certainly that play at the end. Yes. But the Lions in the end were overcome by a team that is so stacked on offense that you can understand the, how they came back and won. The, Raven, and you, and the Ravens, co- it
2: feels completely self inflicted to me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get a, t- a couple tough breaks that go in there in the third quarter for the Lions, right? Like, you're, you are, I mean, I was in shock of how that game started just when you knew. or or we all thought we knew at least, okay, we talked about it all last week. If you're going to beat the Niners, it's you're going to go into their house and you're going to run the ball all over them, and they did. And the 49ers could not stop it in the first half. And then third quarter comes, a couple weird things happen, and yes, some things start going 49ers way, and it's a whole new ball game. Super Bowl 58. Niners opened as two and a
3: half point favorites last night quickly. And I do mean quickly bet down to one San Francisco minus one. Now I I would have thought one and a half because that was the look ahead last week. We talked about it. One and a half. So two and a half was a little surprising, Mm -hmm. but I get it in the moment it came out of two and a half. It's one, the totals at 47 and a half. I have the Niners over chiefs exact at 11 to one still in play. If I wanted to, I could get off that. I don't know that I do. I have time to think it through. Um, can we just do this, though, Jimmy the Greek style back in the day where you just had the old, the old chart and check marks on each thing? Because if you do it this way, we'll get to MVP here after break, after the break, too. But if you do it, and I know football's not played this way, but let's just do it part by part, okay? Coaching. Reed, Spagnola. We'll just say Reed versus Shanahan. Advantage Reed, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Quarterback.
2: I was hoping you were going to go the other way because then I was oh, big. No. I was going to be like, no, I need Spags in this conversation. Give you know. me the coaching staff of Kansas, City. Kansas yes. City. Advantage. Yes. Quarterback Mahomes yes. over
3: every human being alive. Right, yeah. Advantage Kansas City. Defense. Well, in the moment, Kansas City. I Kansas think. City. Right uh, now, kicker, Kansas City. Way they're playing now, like trajectory versus trajectory. I would say Kansas. Like there is any number of check marks that are all checked in the Kansas City side of things. Yeah. So if you look at like the, the big thing that that San Francisco has though is that their offense has multiple weapons, yes. and Kansas yep. City has one weapon. Even if I said tight end, Kelsey versus Kittle, Kelsey for career achievement probably gets the check mark also. But just as a as a body, right, San Francisco's one big checkmark is the checkmark is that offense, which. I mean, this year has overcome almost everything. Yeah, it's one, one more with maybe the biggest checkmark for Kansas City. Look at who they've look at who they've played. Look at who they've beaten. Sure. Just in this playoff run alone. Right. Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore. And we, Sa- were, we were San Francisco's we- beaten Green Bay and Detroit and if you look at their schedule
2: they, what was the best team they beat? They're Dallas? Not, not many, yeah. I mean, that, that's where the 49ers hate, like, I mean, not hate, but the doubters throughout the season always had that to lean, lean on, and it was correct. It's not. Yeah, so it, th- they did not go through a gauntlet of a regular season or a playoff schedule to get to this point. I'm just saying, even as a guy who has them at 11 01 beating the Chiefs,
3: if you look at it that way, like a completely detached X from X's and O's thing. Kansas City home has almost every checkmark in this. We'll come back, MVP discussion and more. Numbers Game vis in the Sports Betting Network Super Bowl 58. Betting Network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code VSIN. The crown is yours. Skill Alexander, we get tweets. I don't know if you know that. That being the book, always appreciated. Uh, there's a bunch of them, Kelly. Daytime degenerate. The best part of that triple coverage throw. By Lamar was likely calling for it too. Go Chiefs! I almost wonder. <laughs> I do love when the receivers do that. <laughs> I almost wonder when Lamar. used saw that shot of Lamar just like looking to the heavens after he saw it on on uh, on the computer. I wonder if part of that was I can't believe he called for it. That likely called for it.
2: Yeah, not an excuse for you, Lamar. Sorry, not, not an excuse. I, I'm Like how many wide receivers oh. in the history of the NFL? Let me do oh, the quick oh. math. One
3: hundred percent of them.
2: No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying of that you would actually tell a quarterback like, yo, if he throws his hand up, just throw the ball to him like you yes. can count on one hand. You know what I mean? Greer. Brian Grierson uh, was Kelly, the child actor who played Henry's friend and rookie of the year. Do, do you even get that reference? I do not. Oh, it's a great. It's a great reference. I actually know exactly the kid you're talking about, whoever tweeted that in. Like, it's a fair. It's a fair. Is
4: that a no? It's a fair
2: comparison. It was not you? No, fair, it
3: was not me, but oh, it's, okay. it's a I'm fair curious. comparison. The numbers, guys. In 1991, there was a commercial from SI that said the Cowboys and Lions will be the teams of the 90s. They had it half right, but my childhood was fine. Lions made the playoffs every other year under Wayne Fonts. The Lions are back, he says, in capitals, but it ain't going to be this easy again. I, You know... I was talking about yesterday, uh, Friday, about how, per Aaron Schatz's numbers at Football Outsiders, that the Niners had the misfortune of playing either the best or second-best team in the history of the NFL, at least back to 1981, as far as his numbers go. The 1991 Skins, who they got blasted by by 31 points at RFK after the 1991 season in the NFC Championship. And these Niners, who he had rated eighth all-time, since 1981, that is. Um, it's one brutal. of these. One of these teams ain't like the other. Let's just put it that way. I think yeah. the Niners' defense is so suspect; it ain't like the ninety ones. Yes.
2: Yeah, and just I mean, real quick, like that is a like we said earlier, the Lions. You got a lot of good things to look forward to. Yep. I in here doing live bet Sunday yesterday at the D. This place is full of Detroit fans, and we're here for the first half of the game, and this place is going nuts, and it was awesome to see. Like, as cool of a sporting moment just out out in a bar or whatever that I've seen because this place was packed with Lions fans that were going nuts. And I left at halftime. I have no idea what it was like after that. It, it was
3: like our primetime actions where we would just be miserable about something. And then we'd like go home and all of our bets <laughs> would win. And we'd be like, why did we get to do this on air? The opposite of that. Matthew Mayberry. Uh, Lamar tried to stop and cut back to the middle of the field on the play you are talking about. And he just stretched it to the sideline full speed. He's gone. He clearly went into this game against Mahomes trying to prove he could win this with his arm. I was saying this the entire game. So he agrees with yeah, you. Yeah, I
2: completely agree with that. I, he's, still, he's talking about the Sneed. Tackle. I think he's right. He's he, he tried to cut it off yes. field a little bit. Yeah, and if he just kept going outside, I think he's gone. I don't I don't know if he tried to cut Did he try to cut it up field? I, there was he, something like, the way it was so bizarre. I was like, how did he just get
3: chased down that easily.
2: No, I was I was a nut job. With with. I had Lamar Jackson overrushing props, I hit him live a couple times, too. I was going nuts on a couple of those plays. Go fast, Troy. Funny how Lamar lost the game with not using his
3: legs, and Purdy wins the game with his legs. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, absolutely. Vegas Vice. Don't understand why analytics purportedly does not distinguish by situation. Part of analytics of going near the goal line is that the other team is in the shadow of the end zone. If you fail, that does not apply to the end of the half situation. 100%. Um, but I still thought that Dan Campbell should have kicked when it was. Let, let me be. I'll be completely honest in the moment. When he punted on fourth and six early, and they were already up in the game, I was thrilled as a Niners guy, as a Niners better. I was like, "Good, he's punting it. Yeah, Niners can't stop them." Were you surprised? I was surprised. I was punted. surprised. Yeah. When they kicked the field goal at the end of the first half, I believe it was the right thing to do. I'm just talking about how I felt in the moment, right. because betting is the truth serum. On the first fourth down in the second half when they didn't when they decided not to go up 17 i was kind of pumped by that i was like oh man if they blow this this is a momentum changer and then the one that they could have tied the game, I absolutely thought he was wrong for not trying to tie the game because at that point, it was the helmet to Me helmet yes. uncalled. That was when I took. The Niners had to yeah. settle for a field goal. And I felt like if he had, that they had stemmed the momentum at that point. Right. And that if he had kicked the field goal, by the way, it's not a lock that he makes the field goal. You had to understand that too. So I get that. And it's Badgley and it's 48 yards. You never know. But I did think you try to kick the field goal there. That's all in the moment. My biggest point of all of that, though, is reasonable minds can disagree on all of that. I mean, yesterday was the the perfect example. You can't disagree. Yeah, I
2: completely agree. And that is the the, that the third quarter one you're talking about. That one was is exactly what you described, Gil. Like it is football's weird sometimes, right? You dominated the first half, and you had a bad fumble, a pass that went off of someone's face mask, things that happen that like you can't really control that bring the niners back into the game but the chance to tie that up like you're talking about after a nice drive and you're kind of kill that momentum i in my mind if you're able to tie it up with that field goal you reset the game again and you go from there
3: i think svp said it best last night i don't know if you caught sports center after the game yeah i saw some of it um he was talking about you know brock purdy (laughs) And people's feelings about Brock Purdy. Saying he goes, "You're either J- Joe Montana or you suck." Yep. Like people have these extreme takes on everything. There's no in between. It's just ridiculous. It's so stupid. There's no nuance to anything. And I do believe with the Dan Campbell stuff, there is. You know, look, those were my opinions in those moments.
2: Am I right? Right. Yep. No, not necessarily. Sure. Right. No, I no, think I think you've you I think you've broken it down great. I think even SVP said this last night too. Of like, hey, this is. The guy's shown you who he's going to be, and the guy, I mean, Dan Campbell. Who he's going to be yes. f- since he got there. Tim Hasselbeck and,
3: said it great. That's and, right. And,
2: you're, and then when you listen, when you hear some of the players afterward, and Jared Goff, when getting question after question about, hey, well, should you honestly honest? Should we go after that? Always want my offense on the field. When the players have your back like that, too, it's – I just can't stand the results oriented takes. Right.
3: Right. The people right. who, oh, based on the result, then they're going to react to it. Tell me how you truly felt right in that moment, depending on what side you were betting. And betting is usually the truth, serum on that stuff. And I just told you how I felt. It doesn't mean that my instinct was correct, it doesn't mean that your instinct was correct. Certain things are subjective. Objectively,
2: though, that last thing at the end was different. One hundred percent. Yeah, you Uh, cannot, you can't do that. There, I understand. It's the, I mean, time score situation. All, it's all goes goes in there, right? If you're down one touchdown and there's zero timeouts, you do whatever you want. Run the ball if you want. You've been successful running the ball, fine. But you need two scores. Tim Hasselbeck said that the timeouts were the important thing.
3: That that is objective. Tim Hasselbeck said it great about the whole thing about Campbell. That team responds to Dan Campbell's
2: way of doing things,
3: and it's not fake.
2: You and, you and, can, and you can't argue with that, right? So if every decision that he makes, it's really hard for me to push back on when you know the team is completely behind that guy.
3: New York Mess 16. Scott, I have to admit that I didn't see the IUK off the helmet catch live, but on replay I saw a flag thrown. Was there P.I. on the play that would have still given San Francisco the ball inside the 10? Uh, fortuitous bounce, but results still the same. Uh, it was picked up. I do think it was a. P. They were going to call pi. That I. was totally
2: the NBA. That yeah. was the NBA. There's a foul, but let me see if he makes the basket first, <laughs> That's right. and then oh, he made the basket. I'm not going to call it. So that it, absolutely there was a flag thrown for pi that was picked up because it was kind of ticky tacky because the guy caught the ball. Kane at K. Broskowski.
3: If you're a Midwest guy coming to Vegas for a Tuesday, Wednesday, any good food place is not really feeling American, Mexican, Chinese, or Italian. <laughs> he puts up a sushi emoji. Uh, the Vegas Lifestyle Podcast is on Wednesday. We will have all your answers. Mark Meltzer, Steve Fezzik will be in the house with us. Table Max. Of course, the guy who money makers his way to the NFC final table, he's talking about Dan Campbell, is going to go with what he, quote unquote, feels about critical decisions, regardless of the situation. This has been a fun experiment, but can we finally hashtag fire Dan Campbell? Uh, this is from Kevin Ryan. I just read where the Chiefs have invited Zane Flowers to sit next to Taylor Swift in the press box on Super Bowl Sunday. Nevad Azer. Uh, One would have to think, given how the non-football people in NFL front offices behave, that Campbell's aggro coaching style is going to have a big target on it. Not sure how you adjust his style without creating conflict. Next year, Detroit handicap is going to be way, way different. Oh, we've said that already about Detroit handicaps, that you have to account for that kind of volatility, and it's hard to do. CRG Futures, the Lions' biggest mistake was before the run. They should have kicked the field goal at 139 on second and two, and with all their timeouts. I actually mentioned that in my rant, that I think you could have made an argument for that for sure. Uh, Sean's, I think
2: you just got to throw the ball there and live with the results. Yeah. like Unfortunately, I think that's what you have to do. That's what makes it but, so tough. But they were just too casual.
3: and I know. They were. Sean's Fox plays. Analytics is not taken to account count the morale and emotional factor of kicking and essentially erasing San Francisco's field goal and what that does to a team's morale. In the playoff analytics, be damned, you take the points always. Always get a chance to tie, you tie. Listen, I I agree with you. That was my instinct on that, too. I think I think they should have tied what? it. It would have changed things. By the way, going up 17 would have yeah. changed it. Joey Th- these Sin- are all great. Let trees. me just get through these. Yeah. Kelly, one more. Joey Sinante, I thought they said during the game the onside conversion rate was 2 of 42 this year. Not 100% sure of the accuracy, but it is
2: definitely in that neighborhood. We'll get to the rest later. Go ahead. What are you saying? No, 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 you're good. It, just, it goes back to the fourth downs like you said before. I think the yesterday was a great example of there's like you can believe one way or the other and you're not necessarily wrong. There were a lot of those examples yesterday. There are going to be people killing him. Listen, the Niners came back and won.
3: You'd think I'd kill him. I'm not going to kill him for any of that no, stuff. me either. It's how it is today with him. Some people love it, some don't. We're coming back. More football. Levitard next on DK.
4: Or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel.